You're listening to Rolling Toe with trucking experts Kevin and Mike Beckett. This is the show where you ask the questions and we give you the diagnosis on how to get the most out of your truck. We'll talk about avoiding wear and tear, knowing your suspension and axles, and how to get more mileage from your tires. We're on the audio road. Let's get rolling. Good evening, everybody. This is Kevin Beckett. And this is Mike. And we're here to do the Rolling Toe Show, episode number 21, we're pretty sure. Can we count that high? <laughs> Higher than three. I took all of my shoes off. I took. I got my <laughs> gloves off. I counted everything. I got to 20. 20. And now we're at 21. Now stop counting. Oh, damn. <laughs> okay. All right. Okay. Uh, let's see. We've got a show here. We're uh, we're really glad we've got uh, quite a number of callers, and uh, we're inviting everybody if you would like, and you have a question, to or go ahead it. and press your number one on your phone, or a derogatory reference, or or insults. Yes. Yeah, we take those too. We don't we don't like those. But we may hang up on you, but that's okay. Yeah. Um, so push one. Don't push the number one twice, or else you'll take yourself back out of the queue, and we won't know you had a question. And we want uh, to know your questions. We've got uh, what's that? We want another questions. We want we want more questions. Otherwise, why questions. are we doing this? Yep. Just to, to hear answer, us talk. To answer people's problems. Okay. We don't. I don't. You know. I hear you enough. You hear me <laughs> enough. You don't need to hear me more. <laughs> okay. All um, right. So this is episode twenty-one, and that is tall tire, short tire, part two, part two. Um. If you look at a tire and it has five ribs on it, consider each one of those ribs as a separate tire. That allows them to roll together and prevent irregular wear. If something causes one rib to change its circumference, a tall tire, short tire pattern develops on that shorter rib. This condition can be caused by alignment, loose components, or operational considerations. For example, if the toe is wrong, excessive wear will occur on one shoulder or the other, and as this reduces the height of that outside rib on the tire, the drag caused by this tall tire short rib takes over and causes cupping to start. Once this has manifested itself visibly, the wear pattern cannot be corrected. On some of the new lower rolling resistance tires, Lateral pressure on the tire, caused by toe-in, toe-out, or rear axle alignment, can cause the footprint to buckle and produce center or second rib punch wear because the buckled rib passes through the footprint and it becomes a tall tire, short tire pattern. On low rolling resistance tires, this is also produced a lot of times by underinflation. By the same token, loose components that fail to maintain the tire in a stable position can allow irregular patterns to develop on the shoulders or in the center ribs of the tire. On wide base or super single tires, speed can also be a major issue. Above a certain speed, and this varies with the width and the brand and models of the tires, centrifugal force stretches the tread of the tire, and the three center ribs, which are not attached to the sidewall, become taller than the two outside ribs. <clears throat> and you'll lose both shoulders with cupping because the speed's as low as 60 miles an hour in some tires. The well-known statement is that once a pattern starts, it will never stop. Now you know the reason why. It's because tall tire, short tire develops. 
Well, that's an interesting way of looking at that. Of course, that's because I'm warped. <laughs> and I have tall tire, short tire of the brain. <laughs> <laughs> I can see that. Okay, the right uh, right on the in, outside edges there of your head, you seem to have hair. the tall tire. And then it must be short tire as it goes in. Because it's all bald in the middle, huh? <laughs> all right, be that way. Very good. Well, we've gotten through this part. Uh, by the way, I'm going to point out, we had 26 planned subjects to discuss when we started this thing. Mm-hmm. We've just done 21. Right. That means for the next five weeks, we will continue to follow that plan, and then we're going to wing it. <laughs> yeah. So you I, don't, just, I don't think it's going to be a big issue. You don't think so? I don't think so. We can find something to talk about? Well, yeah, just basically as an introduction to the... The, and most of the people that call in don't call in on the subject we started the discussion on anyway. Many don't. So they got something else on their mind. Right. We do have some questions, so let's get to these people before we run out of time. Sure. All uh, right. Now, where are you calling from is the game. This is true. This, this one's been waiting the longest, about almost 20 minutes. And the area code is? Uh, 304. 304? That's not in the United States, is it? I'm betting it is. You bet it is? Your guess. Uh, Maryland. Maryland? You're going to go Maryland. I'm going to go Utah. All right. Can you hear West me now? Virginia. West, West Virginia. Virginia. He was which, real close. Which, contrary to, what, contrary to what most people believe, actually is a state separate from Virginia. It um, is. Yeah, yeah. Most people just cool. can't seem to grasp the concept that West Virginia is a separate state. They think it's like West Texas. <laughs> You're from Western yeah. Texas. Yeah. I get it. <laughs> Western, All yeah. right. Well, what Western. what can we do for you today? Okay, I've got a 2007 Freightliner Century with 817,000 miles. Nine months, I put a set of drives on. They have 67,000 miles, and from what I can tell, there's no irregular wear on the drives. Two weeks ago, I replaced the steers. They had 196,000 on them. I had never rotated them. The left one was down to 430 seconds, and the right one was probably six. 30 seconds. So I just replaced them because they were wore out. Uh, sure. But there was no sign of irregular wear, no vibrations of smooth across. So I put a new set of uh, Michelin XZA3s on. Okay. I noticed that the truck started driving differently when I put the new tires on. It pulls a little bit to the right, and what kingpin wear I have seems to have been exacerbated. Uh, now, as a side issue, today as I was doing my pre-trip, I noticed a bulge on the outside of the right side steer, and I was at the TA where I bought the tires, and I brought the guys out. They looked at it and decided to replace the tire. So my question yeah, yeah. is, one, oh, uh, when I put the steers on, I did. I chose not to align the truck. I figured it ain't That's broke, I'll fix it. Exactly. So my question is, was I correct to not align the truck based on the information I gave and uh, was I right to be kind of freaked out by that bulge on that steer tire? Absolutely. The bulge means it's got a broken, uh, they're going to call it a belt, but it's not really a belt. It's those steel cables that come down the sidewall of the tire. I bet the bulge in the side was kind of uh, like the thickness of your finger running up and down the sidewall. Yes. Yes. Okay. It was a broken steel cable, and that's warrantable. Replace it. No problem. Done deal. And that okay. may have been why the truck wasn't handling quite right. Right. Okay. I've driven a couple hundred miles now since I put the new tire on. It still seems to pull a little bit to the right, but 
you know, I mean, it does have 817,000, and I've never put kingpins or anything in it, so it could just be the new tires exacerbating what was there, and the old tires just didn't for whatever reason. Well, well, well think about this. The, ori- the tires you just took off only had 630 seconds of tread to left on the right front and four on the left, right? Right. There wasn't any wiggle left in the tread. Now you've got 18 or 19, 30 seconds of tread, and the tread is wiggling. The truck's going to feel just a little squirrely, and it's going to be more sensitive to the crown of the road. And brand-new rubber is soft. You can wiggle the tread. On the old tires, once the heat and pressure set them, the rubber was hard. So it's going to handle different. They say, how long does it take for these to cure? It usually takes 15 to 20,000 miles to break in a tire and get it hard again. Okay. And we I have one other thing. Yep. One other thing. When you say it pulls right, or when you say it pulls at all, we have a general uh, uh, guide for whether or not we believe it's an issue. And that's right-hand lane, 60 miles an hour, no wind, probably in the morning. You know, let go of the steering wheel. Not, I mean, not hands off like F F-18 pilot on the, on the, uh, uh, the catapult, but just... You just free your hands off the steering wheel. How long does it take before the vehicle gets to the right line? And if it counts 1,001, 1,002, 1,003, if it's between two and three, that's a normal downhill drift. And if you put it in the fast lane, it should give you the same count the other direction. That's a neutral okay. vehicle. Okay? Okay. Awesome, guys. Appreciate the info. Thank you. No problem, buddy. You have a good day. West Virginia. West which was part of Virginia until the Civil War. Was it the Civil War? Yep. Or was it... it was the Civil War. The war between the states is when that West Virginia became uh, okay. a state. All right. Yep. Uh, That's your history lesson for the day. What's the next one? 205. 205. You keep giving me these ones that I don't know. Why don't you <laughs> yeah. give me one I know? Seven seven zero. That's the one you know. Yeah, I know that one. Right. I know seven six zero too. Seven six zero seven seven. Two o five, right? Yes. Two o five. I'm going to stick with Utah. Utah. That's okay. I'm going to go with Pennsylvania. Pennsylvania. You got the East Coast. I got the West Coast. Can you hear me now? I can hear you. Cool. What part of Utah are you from? There's a lot of Pennsylvania accent. I guarantee you that. Alabama. Alabama. Okay. All right. That's all right. Alabama's okay. Yep, yep. Yep. Um, I got a problem with trailer tires. Um, got mostly low road, 22.5, super singles. Can't tell you the exact model tire. Doesn't matter. That's close but enough. All four of them are wearing on the inside. Of a tire, all four tires on the trailer. Frame, um, right? Sorry. Close to the frame. Okay. Yeah. 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 On the inside, and yep. this trailer only has approximately thirty-eight thousand miles on it. It's a twenty-fifteen, so it's pretty new. Okay. Um, had it to the shop. I asked them, did they think it was a bearing issue or an alignment issue? They said no. They tell me it's because I'm running my, I run a lot of California, so my axles have to be 
pushed as far forward as I can because of the weight I carry a lot of times. I, I'll reefer. No, um, no, no. What can no. And and I, I said, what would that be? And then they said, well, it's curving on something. And I was like, if it was one tire, I could understand if it was rubbing something, but all four of them are the exact same wear patterns on the inside. No, what do y'all think it would be? I know what it is. I, I don't have any doubt at all what it is. What brand trailer have you got? Hyundai. Hyundai, okay. And Our the Hyundai, suspension yeah. under a Hendrickson suspension, is that correct? Um, spring suspension. Spring suspension. Spring, okay. Oh, cool. Just changed my whole program, man. All right. The next okay. question is, do you know if you have zero offset rims or two-inch offset rims? I believe they are two-inch offset. All right. Pretty sure of it. Two-inch offset rims, which pushes the wheel out further so it's more, more even with the edge of the trailer, causes right. the axle to flex because you made the axle longer without giving any additional strength. And that will cause it to cut the inside edge. Okay. The second thing that can cause it is if the wheel bearings are tight. Now, it's easy to check the bearings on a trailer. All you got to okay. do is leave the tractor brake on release the trailer brake and have somebody jack up one now once it's up in the air you can spin the wheel with your hand stop the wheel grab the top of it with both hands and just push in and out just as hard as you can and it's that wheel bearing if it doesn't wheel bearing okay and if it's the two inch offset rims that's the problem, and we see this every day. Did I lose you? Okay. No, no, I, I had to mute you. I'm getting some kind of feedback, so I couldn't hear you while I have my microphone on. Okay, all right. So if if you jack it up and you push in and out and you feel no movement, no clunk, no wiggle, then the bearings are fine, and the problem is the two-inch offset rims. We don't recommend two-inch offset rims to anybody. It causes all kinds of problems. Right. Well, this is the lease trailer that we have, and we ordered it with zero offset, but it didn't come with the zero offset. And, um, okay. Now, here's what you can do to mandate that. Have somebody dismount the rims and tires and turn the rim around so that the two inch is in toward the frame. Now, when they do that, they're going to have to change the valve stem and aim it out through one of the little holes in the rim so you can air it up. Otherwise, it's going to be sticking up into the brake drum. But if you flip all the rims around, the axle won't flex anymore, and the tires will wear okay. Okay. Um, our, so there, there couldn't be no issue with tire pressure. We just let them flex up and out there, should there be. Now, this is not air inflation. This is not speed. This is not alignment. This is simple, either axle flex or wheel bearings. It's the only two things that will do this. Yep. Okay. And so it should be just simple as reversing the tires. Yep. Reverse the rims so that they're stuck in instead of stuck out, and your problem will go away. Yep. Okay. All right. Great. Thanks, y'all. No problem, buddy. You have a good day. You, you too. 
So he was from southern Utah southern, in Alabama. Southeastern Utah. Southeastern Utah. <laughs> Heart of Dixie, Utah. Dixie, Utah. Right. Yeah. All right. All right. Very good. Very good. And that, and that essentially, once that inside edge starts wearing, it yeah. becomes a tall tire, short tire right. problem because it's off to the races. And it's a relatively new one, and it's just starting to square, and he's going to hopefully solve the problem either yep. by flipping the rims or by tightening the bearing or both. Or both. But even after he does that, still going to have Well, the that. tires that, are, that he can see the wear on, they're already gone to the races. Yeah. But being on a trailer, it will go to the races slower than all the others. That's true. So he's got that. Okay. All right. We've still got more questions. Uh, I can start telling jokes. Let's not. That's not? All right. We get in trouble with the FCC. That's that's it. That's yeah. it. Okay. That's it. All right. Okay. Uh, nine three seven. Nine three seven. Hmm. I'm gonna go Massachusetts. Massachusetts, Indiana. I've been wrong on the wrong side of the country every time, so I'm gonna yeah. go to Massachusetts. Can you hear me now? Can you hear me now? Yes, I can. So what part of Massachusetts are you from? I am not from Massachusetts. I am from the community near Dayton, Ohio. Dayton, Ohio. Okay. Southeast Ohio area. Southwest. I'm sorry. Southwest. Yeah. Southwest. Yeah. Okay, cool. What can we do for you, buddy? Hey, I heard part of my question was answered tonight on the... The two-inch offset, basically, it's going to create too much problems. Flip it around, it'll be three-quarter inch offset. It'll be, yeah, an inch to three-quarter inch offset is what you wind up with because the thickness of the center of the rim takes off some of that two-inch by itself. Okay. Uh, Mm -hmm. If you were to buy a truck and drive it, would you have duals or super singles? Would I personally... Yes. I would have duels. Would you? Yep. There are so many really good low rolling resistance dual tires now that I would put some of those really good low rolling resistance dual tires on because duels give me so much more versatility than a super single does. And we're tire life guys, and we like to see long tire life, and you're automatically uh, losing almost 25% of your tire life by going to a super single. Because you have less tread on the road, particularly in the drive axle position. Mm-hmm. Okay. Now, if I had, if I was handed a truck with wide base tires, fine, I'll run them. I'll make the best out of it. But uh, if if I was going to spec a truck personally myself, I'd have duels. Okay, with the best low rolling resistance tires you could get. Right. Well, yeah, roughly. Yeah. <laughs> roughly. Okay, that's my question. Thank you, guys. Not a problem, buddy. You have yourself a great day. You too. And he's going to enjoy his time in Massachusetts. Oh, oh Dayton, Massachusetts. Dayton, Dayton Massachusetts. I'm yeah. sticking in my story. <laughs> All right, well, can you guess where this guy here from the 716 area code is actually from? 716? Oh, man. I'm, going, I'm drawing a complete blank tonight. Do you know that? Okay. Is it old man disease? <laughs> Wait, we didn't. Wasn't there something about a file not found? File not found. Yes, I get that every time. We've got too much information. Too much information load. Okay, seven one six. 
Um, Kentucky. Uh, Kentucky, okay. I'll go with uh, Missouri. Missouri, all right. We're That's going to the problem. middle of the country. Hello there. Negative. Can you hear me now? Negative on, negative on both. No. What do now, we got? I grew up well, I grew up in the seven one six. I live in the seven oh six and I'm currently in the five four one. Really confused. <laughs> uh so where is I grew up seven one six is Buffalo, New York. Seven oh six is northwest Georgia and five four one is round about uh Albany, Oregon. Got it. Huh. Yeah. Got it. Okay. So you're out of Oregon right now. I am indeed. You am indeed. Awesome. It's hot out there right now, isn't it? Uh, 80 according to the dash. It's a little windy, yeah. but, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, okay. I've got an interesting problem on the truck I have right now. And yeah. when I try and turn to the left, it thinks it's a long nose. When I turn to the right, it thinks it's a regular truck. Uh, I can turn Ooh. one and just just past one and a half turns to the left, and about two and a quarter turns to the right. All right. First thing I want to do is I want to measure from the U-bolt in the steering axle, with the tape measure sitting right on top of the axle against the U-bolt, up to the front pin on your leaf spring, and I want to compare the measurement on the right side and the left side to see if the steer axle is physically square underneath the front of the truck. You see what I mean? Okay. Now, yeah. if it's back on the right side, that means when you're driving straight down the road, your wheels are already in a left turn, aren't they? So, yeah. um, actually, believe it or not, I mean, the wheels look perfectly even in between in the, uh, in the wheel well from one side to the next. Well, this, but this the is one of the first possibility we got to check. Right. The difference is right. only a quarter of an inch. Yeah. I had a truck the other day. Actually, it was a school bus the other day. That that, that measurement from the U-bolt in the axle to the front pin was off by three quarters of an inch. Mm-hmm. And when I went underneath the bus to look at it, I realized that they had installed one of the leaf springs in backwards. Mm-hmm. And so the whole axle was skewed. And when I called over the maintenance manager and said, look at this. And he said, oh, and then I explained what happens. He said, well, no wonder we had so many side swipes with this. The driver said it wouldn't turn left, but it turns right. I said, well, the steering axle's in crooked. Okay? So that's one possibility. Second possibility is you've got a problem in your steering gearbox that's limiting the number of revolutions one way versus the other way. Okay? But you can't Mm -hmm. judge that until you know the axle is mounted in square. Okay? That's the that's right. that base. The third possibility is there are steering stops on your axle. There are bolts that screw into the axle that the steering arms come over and hit and prevent you from going any further. Now, if somebody's messed around with the steering stops and got that out of adjustment, that can also cause you to not be able to turn as much one way as the other. Right. So the first thing is, is the steering axle square. The second thing is, do we have a problem in the gearbox? But before I went to the gearbox, I'd look at those steering stops to make sure they're right. So look, use yeah, the axle, the easiest to hardest. The steering stops, then the gearbox. All right. Well, now, time to uh, break up the tape measure. Yes, right. yes. Do a little checking, a little basic stuff. Maybe you'll find your problem and get out of it the easy way. Okay. Right. Thank you very much, sir. No problem, bud. You have a good day. 
Thanks for calling. Okay, so he he didn't know where he was from. It, well, he knew where his phone number was from. Yeah, yeah. but he's confused. <laughs> he's all over the country. I feel so sorry for him. Northeast, north, southeast, yeah. northwest. Right, Georgia. And we thought he was in the Midwest. And, yeah. Okay. All right. All right. We got uh, two more on the line, and if anybody else has any questions, we got about a half hour. If he starts singing songs, I just feel sorry for everybody out here. We got about Mama, a half hour. Don't let your babies grow up to be truckers. Whew. Uh, yeah. Anyway, yeah, we got. Uh, if if you have a question, you need to uh, press one on your phone. Yep. And don't press it twice. Yeah. Uh, but we do have two more questions. So what do we got? With about a half hour on the show left. I can talk a long time. He can't talk. I What's the phone trust number? Me, What's the phone number? Talk. Come on. Come on. The phone number is 480. 480. Whew. I have no idea. Ontario, Canada. Texas. Okay. All right. Can you hear me now? I can hear you. Can you hear me? Dude, that doesn't sound like a Canadian accent, though. <laughs> no. Maybe it's a Western Canadian. No. <laughs> Arizona. Arizona? Yeah. yeah. Well, actually, okay. you've got a whole bunch of, uh, well, you've had a whole bunch of Canadians there just a little while ago. Half of Canada goes to Arizona. Yes, snowbirds. Right. Yeah. Right. So, what's up? I have a question about some kingpins. Okay. Uh, what, what? I know that Kaiser makes the spiral kingpin. Yes. But if you look at their website, they call that a quick set. Yeah, yeah, that's their that's their brand name for it. Is the quick okay. set kingpin? Have to but ream they it. Call their... Go ahead. I'm sorry. You you don't have to ream it like a, a regular brass kingpin. Well, they call their Bronze Kingpin set, the premium. Mm-hmm. So what is the better what is the better set? Quick sets. And with a stainless steel uh spiral type bushing inside yep. there. Yep, that's the one I want. That's it's a it's it's more expensive, but it's easier to install and it's more difficult to get wrong. The 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 brass ones you can make a mistake with those and any mistake you make is gonna cost you uh, quickly. And the other, the other thing about the brass one, if they're done properly, they have to really be done by a machinist right. because you press them in and then you have to mill them to match the kingpin itself. Right. Or with this coil type stainless steel, you just you basically drop it in and you're done. Yeah. Well, what do you say about the bronze ones? The bronze ones are fine. I have no objection to them, but all right. So the stainless steel is going to cost you more for the hardware, but it's less for the labor. The bronze one's going to cost you less for the hardware, but more for the labor. Okay? And any mistake is going to cost you. Yeah. And and my experience in, in working with them is I preferred the, the stainless steel Kaiser Kingpin. Yep. Okay. All right. Okay. I appreciate it. All right. Thank you. Not a problem, bud. You have a good day. All right. You too, sir. Thank you. All right. Arizona. Arizona. What was that number? Yeah, 480. 480 is in Arizona. It is. Shocking. And the last one here is two five six. Two five six. I'm sticking with Canada. I feel cold. Okay. Well, I'm gonna go with uh, Ohio. Ohio. 
Okay. Hello, Ontario. No, afraid not, Alabama. Back to Alabama. Two from Alabama, and nobody from Texas. How do we do that? We're lucky. lucky. Got lucky. Okay. I I guess today is y'all's lucky day. That's it. Got a question. XZA3 steer tire. Uh, I hear that, you know, I mean, I run them. I don't have a problem with them. I like them. But they've got the directional, you know, the little arrow on them. And I've heard that you Mm -hmm. can uh, switch them around and everything after the first 50,000 miles. And Mm -hmm. I was wanting to know what do y'all think. This is my second set. Going to be right at 200,000 miles when I pull them off, sir. My right side, of course, is going to be at 630, about 630 seconds. My left side will be around 430 seconds. So uh, I had two questions, sir. Will it hurt, uh, you know, to rotate them after, you know, say 50,000 or 25,000 miles? And uh, the second one is, will doing that, will it not even out the wear, you know, as far as getting them back to where they're, you know, a little bit more even? They're not bad or anything like that. It's not that. But uh, my left one's going to wear down a little bit quicker than the one on the crown of the shoulder. Correct. And, and. That's exactly the reason we recommend rotating. What I usually use, as long as the tires are wearing even, I have no irregular wear, I have no feathering wear, I tread depth the tire. And when one tire is one to two thirty seconds more than the other, I will rotate them. And I have a bulletin from Michelin that says you can run them backwards after you break them in. So I have no problem with running them backwards at all. I prefer to mount them the correct direction to begin with so they break yes, in the right and after that, I rotate oh. them, and I don't worry about it. What uh, yep. break-in period, sir? How many miles would you do do on that before you would rotate them? Usually around 50,000 miles is where I'm going to start seeing one to two thirty seconds difference, and that's a good break-in period anyway, so that's a good number. Yep. Okay, great, great. I sure do appreciate it because I, I haven't done it on either set. I've got good, like I said, uh, no irregular wear or anything like that. So it's it's always common for the left one to wear, you know, just, just 230 seconds over 200,000 miles, and that's not bad then. Now, now, to tell you the truth, there's always a risk when you change tire positions that something may not work just right, okay? And yes, I'm sir. a big advocate that if it ain't broke, don't fix it. And if you run them in the same position for 200,000 miles and all you've got is 230 seconds difference, if you had rotated them, they probably would only give you an additional 20,000 miles, but you're risking 50 or 60,000 if something goes wrong. And you've got to pay for the rotation anyway. Yeah, I'm, I'm oh. afraid in your condition, I'd leave them alone. Okay, all right. And on my uh, kingpins... I've got a 07. Uh, I've got a 07. I've had the uh, bearings and you know the uh, seals and the races redone. I'm going through uh, redoing it. Tie rods, com- you know, completely replaced. But they're telling me that my kingpins. I've got 900,000 miles on it now. Uh, are still tight. Is is there a a mileage that I need to look? You know, have them look at it again. Or I'm not wanting to throw money away, but I also you know, uh, I'm going to keep I'm going to keep the truck long term, so I'm going through and looking at different stuff and replacing it. If the kingpin is still under fifteen thousand, send play. 
Okay, if they wanted to put a dial indicator on a wiggle, and I gave up the dial indicator a long time ago, if it's got a little wiggle, I ignore it. If it goes clunk, clunk, I'm going to put a new one in it. Okay? Yes. So that's yes, sir. The second rule is if if you have 900,000, somebody is greasing that thing regularly and doing a good job of it. Otherwise, they wouldn't have gone that far. And Every like two weeks, I grease it, sir. And do you jack the front end of the truck up when you grease it? No, sir. No, sir. I've been told uh, I, I used to, but I used to I used to do that, and then I was told that it's it's not needed on the 07 model T600. Well, your your mileage has proven them to be correct, but in my experience, more often than not, it's better if I jack them up. And the reason okay. I jack them up is to take the load off of the thrust bearing under the kingpin, so grease will get into it. Because if the bushing doesn't wear out and get loose. The second failure that occurs to the kingpin is not enough grease gets to the thrust bearing, and they fall to pieces, and then you've got another big problem. Hmm. Okay. That does make sense. Yep. So sir, I would continue I, doing what you're doing, but I jack them up when I do it. All right, sir. Uh, another question. I've got Z, uh, XZA2 on my drive tires. The inside uh, lip of those around 70,000 starts wearing quicker than the outside. Mm -hmm. Bearings have been replaced. Mm -hmm. Everything's checked. What mm -hmm. I've started doing is just flipping them. Uh, this is my first time with the XZA2 on my drive. Mm -hmm. Is that common? Well, it's common if the bearing is not quite as tight as I like it. And most people tighten the bearing up and back it off a quarter turn. And then I have that inside edge wear. I will also notice that I will tend to have some intermittent ABS brake light problems. I can also notice that when I'm at holding at a sustained speed on a smooth road, I'll get a vibration that comes up through the seat that shakes and stops and shakes and stops and shakes and stops. Any of those things indicate the bearing is not quite as tight as I want it. That uh, is did awesome. it? No. Any of those sound familiar to you? Uh, I do get a little vibration that comes comes and goes on a real smooth road. Yes, sir. Okay. All right. And then the last thing that you could see, but you wouldn't tell it unless you took the truck apart, is you pull a brake drum off on the rear, and the top brake shoe will be worn on the inside edge, and the bottom brake shoe will be worn on the outside edge. In fact, if you go underneath there and there's no dust covers, you can look at how thick the top of the brake shoe is just looking at it from the inside with the wheels on. And if the bottom one is thicker than the top one, it also indicates the bearings loose. Well, I tell you what, I'm so glad I called. I, I, I listen, and, and I've got you two books, but I'm not, you know, a mechanic, mm -hmm. sir. But I sure do appreciate this. This this is awesome. I really do. And if you want the torque specs that we use, just either email us or call the office. The tech line is in those phone books you can call, and we'll give you our text yes, torque specs, okay? All right, sir. All right. Thank you so very much. Have a good day. Good luck there in Alabama. Alabama, go big red. Cool. Okay. All right. Uh, well, we've got two more callers now. One is from the five seven zero. Five seventy. That was Ohio, wasn't it? I believe so. Dayton. Wasn't I think it? it was. All right. Let's see if it's the same guy. Maybe it is. Hello, Dayton, Ohio. Hello there. Are you there? What does that blue thing at the top of our computer screen say? It says Alabama Drops. 
Alabama dropped. Well, but, but we can't hear this guy. One. Yeah, I don't know. We'll get back to it in a minute. Okay. And the next one is another area code you're going to know. That's 760. 760, Southern California. Okay. That's Missouri. where I grew up. North of San Diego, south of I know them people. Yep. All right. Is this Southern Cal? No, this is Dayton again. Oh, sorry. Southern Put him on hold. Word 760, go. Go to him. Right I want to talk to him. Okay. Hello, yeah, Southern I'm from, California. I'm, I'm from Southern Cal, but I'm actually in Sacramento heading to Reno. Oh, we can't talk to you then. You're yeah, in the wrong area. That's not the area. Yeah. <laughs> hey, I got a question. I just picked up a brand new XL trailer. I got 2,000 miles on it. Since mm-hmm. I picked it up from the dealership, mm-hmm. what should I be looking for to make sure that the bearings are set properly? Okay. Um, on a trailer. It's, a, it, it's an XL 55-ton heavy uh, low boy. Yeah. yeah. Um, you're not going to get any vibrations. You may get some intermittent ABS brake light problems. If you see some intermittent ABS brake light, then I'd want to check them. The other okay. thing you're going to be watching really carefully is looking at the inside shoulder of the inside trailer tires. And if you start seeing wear in there, anywhere, compared to the outside of that inside tire, I'd have the bearings checked. Now, checking right. bearings on a pull into some place, set your tractor brake, leave the trailer brake loose. If you have a jack, fine. If you don't, you're in having a service done, have them jack up one wheel on the trailer. And then just grab the top of the tire and push and pull on it. And if it goes right. clunk, clunk, that bearing's loose. If it doesn't, it's fine. Okay? Well, okay? The, re- the, re- the reason I'm asking is I I didn't even get 1,500 miles with this trailer, and the hub seals are leaking, and I come to find out that half the nuts are loose on them. Oh, boy, I'd sure have that thing and have everything checked. Yeah. Well, that's what I, I'm gonna I'm 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 gonna have it done. I'm picking up a load tomorrow, and I'll be by the house, and I'll be able to take care of it then. So that's yeah, why, and I'm gonna talk to the manufacturer about it too, or the dealer. Yeah. Yeah, and if you have problems figuring out how to do it, give us a call on our tech line. It's five. You can you write this down? No, I'm climbing the mountains in Donner Summit. Okay. All right. Well, you can go to our website. I get it off your website. Yeah, give us a call, and we can talk you through it if you have some questions. Okay. Say it again. Sometimes you you're breaking us. up a little. I can't hear you. Yeah, well, I'm that way. Just give us a call, and we'll be glad to help you. Okay. All right. Thank you. Thank you very much, gentlemen. I like. Okay. By Bye. the way, I like your show, and your guessing is out there. <laughs> yeah, we're way out there. <laughs> thank you. <laughs> bye bye. Thank you. Bye. <laughs> All right. Well, he's going up Donner, Donner Pass. I hear there's a really great party up there somewhere. There is. Um, uh, it's a barbecue. A barbecue party. <laughs> wow. It's been well, going on a long time. It's uh, almost historically epic. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Okay. Okay. What well, do we got? I'll get this 570 again. We're going to try him one more time, see if we can talk to him. Yeah, is it there? Are you there? Can you hear me now? How you doing? Cool. Are you from Ohio? No, I'm from Connecticut. Connecticut. You're from I'm 570 Ohio, is Connecticut. Connecticut. Oh, okay. Wow. So 570 is Connecticut. Connecticut. No, 570 right. is the Poconos, Pennsylvania. Pennsylvania. Pennsylvania? Now, wait a minute. I'm confused. You said you're from Connecticut, but you're in? and and But this is Pocono's phone number? Yeah, because I, I used to live in the Poconos for 12 years. And I moved back to Connecticut. 
And you've kept the phone number. Yes. Just to be an oddball. Just trying to give us a bad time. I understand. Okay, that's fine. Uh-huh. We can take it. What you got? Hey, I'm just wondering about the. I heard you were saying, but a gentleman was saying about the what was better, the super singles or low pro duels. Um, mm-hmm. What do you recommend for low pro duels for uh, the tractor, trailer, and dollies? Well, I don't recommend any particular tire at this stage of my life. What the guy asked me is if I was going to buy a truck, would I buy duels or would I buy wide base tires? And I said, from my experience and look at what's going on and versatility and, and resale value and, and everything else, I would go with duels and find the lowest rolling resistance tires I could find. Are there any tires that you wouldn't buy? Um, are there any t- Yeah, anything that's Chinese. Any Chinese tires. I probably wouldn't buy that, okay? Um. There are some drive tires that I really don't like, like the Bridgestone 726EL. Yeah. The 710's okay from Bridgestone. Um, there's one Yokohama drive tire I don't like that's got a cut in the side right underneath the top of the tread that tends to cup real good. But there's another Yokohama tire that doesn't have the cut in the side that wears real good. Um, Michelin drive tires are good tires. Yeah. Continental drive tires are good tires. Good year. Uh, there's some Goodyear Bridge to uh, Goodyear tires that I are good drive tires. Then you got now we're talking about trailer tires. Trailer tires, to be honest, ninety percent of all the work I do is on drive axles and steers. I don't get into okay. trailer tires much, so I don't have a lot of good experience on those. I, I do deal with some companies that I trust. I trust Continental. I trust Goodyear. I trust Bridgestone to make a good tire, but. Exactly which one they make that's good, I really couldn't tell you because I don't mess with them. Right. Now, what would be the best idea for me to be able to, what, where can I look to find uh, what's the best for fuel mileage and where and stuff like that? As I understand it, Michelin has a fuel mile calculator on their website where you can look up the fuel mileage and factor numbers on all the different tires. All of their tires? Uh, everybody's tires. Everybody's tires. Yeah. As uh, I understand, they've got this? a thing there. It's on Michelin's website. Okay. Just got to dig it up. Really don't yep. know particulars. Yep. I, do, I don't deal with fuel economy. That's not part of our deal, so I don't pay a whole lot of attention. But I hear people talking about it, that they have a website that has all of its numbers on them. Okay. So Michelin's website. Okay. Okay. All right. Thank you very right. much. You guys safe. Thanks for calling. Yeah. You Wherever too. he is. Yeah, Connecticut, Pennsylvania, 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 the second rib is losing pieces. Yeah. Yeah. Why? What inflation are you running? Um, 110. 120. The sidewall on your tire probably says 110 PSI. And 110 yeah. is the minimum pressure the tire needs. And we find with low-rolling resistance tires, we need an extra 10 pounds in them to make them wear right. So why, why, is, why isn't the right 
fire doing the same thing. Do you think the front of the end of your truck carries the same weight on both tires? Uh, yes. No. There's always a little disparity between front tires. And that's the first factor. The second factor is, when you step on the brake, does the weight shift to your steer axle or away from it? I would say to the steer axle. And if one front brake is grabbing just a little more than the other, it'll create the load and start buckling the tires. So you need more inflation up there in order to cover all your bets and in order to make them wear right. Right. Okay. And just, 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 that there was something actually wrong with the other one. It just means that that one didn't wear for them. Right. Now, I know people get nervous about putting extra air in a tire, right? Does that sound right to you? No, I don't mind putting extra air. I've been listening to you guys about extra air, but what does bother me is the fact that some of the tire is gone and uh, more than other, and I'm beginning to think, well, will this thing down the road uh, just blow out on me? Or how, you know, you've got eighth of an inch off of off of a, a few inches around on that rib gone. Should I be very concerned uh, driving at 70 miles an hour down a hill? So the first thing to do is put an extra 10 pounds in there, give it a chance, and watch it. And when it really okay. gets bad, the truck I got you. Appreciate it. You have a great day. Thanks very much. Bye. Bye Bye-bye. Okay, folks. We've had a good time. It's been a good run. We're out of questions. I'm going to start telling jokes. Actually, the 716. No, no. You've already talked to him. What's that? You got your note in there. Yeah, I know. We already talked to him, but he's come up again. He's come up again? Right. Do you think he wants to talk to us? Yeah, because uh, yeah, he was below the... You'd rather try that instead of me singing? Well, let's give it a try. All right. All right. Did you have another question? Yeah, you said something, and I I, I got to just ask it. Now, is that just the steer, or is that the steer that drives everything? For more air? Well, with uh, yeah, with uh, ten extra pounds to make a low rolling resistance tire wear right. Let's talk about that. I was hoping somebody would ask that question because it's a good question. The and steer axle. Kill some time with this. Yeah, we can kill some time with this. One. <laughs> the steer axle carries about twelve thousand pounds of weight. Correct. Correct. That means each steer tire is carrying six thousand pounds or so. Correct. That's right, and the load on the side is six thousand like one hundred and twenty-three. So it's good. 175. 175 at one is the minimum pressure, right? Okay. When Your drive axle. Pardon? Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm kind of a weird with numbers. And on mine, I got the XCA 3 Plus. It's 123, you know, 6,000, as you said, 175. No, no, no. If you've got a 120 PSI on the side of your tire, you've got a 16 ply tire. It'll say sixty six seventy for load. So you've got a heavier tire. 
Okay. No, I'm, that's a problem. And I have to, that, when I stop, I'll have to look at that again. Yeah. A, a G-rated or 14-ply tire says 61.75 at 110. An H-rated or 16-ply tire says 6,600-something at 120. Okay? Okay. Yep. And if I have a 120 tire, I'm still going to put 130 in it. I want 10 extra pounds in there because I'm carrying more weight. Now, let's look at a drive axle. Whether you're talking about a drive axle or a trailer axle in the U.S., the maximum load per axle is 17,000 pounds, isn't it? That's correct. Unless, of course, you have a spread axle, then you're up to 20. Correct. But we're not going to talk about spreads right now. We're going to talk about standard axles, okay? All righty then. So if you have 17,000 pounds on the axle and you've got four tires on the axle, you divide four into 17,000, you've only got 4,250 pounds on each tire, don't you? I'll take your word for it. And the minimum inflation for 4250, according to the load and inflation charts, is 75 pounds of air. Now, you don't run 75 in the back, do you? 100. You run 100, which means you're overinflated by 33% on your driving trailer tires compared to the load and inflation chart for that tire. Okay. And all I'm asking you to do is run 10% overinflated on the steer. Not even 10%. And we're good to go. Exactly. Now, Nobody thinks played in the back. Considering have to right now, just because I'm curious. Now, if I'm running 33 percent over, would I then want to just be 10 percent over? So we call it like what 85 pounds instead of 75. Well, Michelin always uh, argues that if you run 85, you'll get better tire life. The problem is the closer you get to the minimum inflation, the more tire wear problems we have, the worse rolling resistance is, and the more fuel you consume. So for 40, <laughs> for 40 years, we've learned that between 90 and 100 pounds runs real good in driving trailer tires. Okay? So I'm not okay. trying to talk you into going back to 75. What I'm trying to point no. out is that 75 on the rear is the same as 110 in the steer. As far as Does that also apply to super singles? Uh, super singles are carrying 8,500 pounds on each tire because there's two tires where one would be, okay? And if you look at their load charts, those tires require a minimum of like 100 pounds. Okay. And so okay. if that's a minimum, then what, 110, 120 V? Preferred. 110, 115 is what I see work best in those super singles. Some guys are running 125. And All right, now let's look at the steer. What's preventing you from running more than 120 or 130 up there? The rim. The rim is stamped with a maximum cold inflation. That is a maximum number. What's on the side of the tire is the minimum pressure for the load, but what's stamped on the rim is the maximum cold inflation. And, and then where would I find that? If you look at your duels, there's a on the flange of the duels from where you're looking at it from the outside, someplace on there will be stamped all the name and the serial numbers and the model numbers, and it will give you a maximum cold inflation. On your steer tires, it's going to be under the truck because the unsupported flange is hidden away from you. It's under the brake drum. Completely and totally covered by gook. Right. So dirt, well, when you get dirt, dirt crap and everything else, yeah. But if you're running duels, you can go back to your drive tires and you can see what your maximum inflation is for your rims because the, 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 the tires, same. yeah, the tires will be the same all the way around. Now, one of the tricks is some people will buy a sixteen uh, a sixteen ply tire, 
to replace a 14 fly tire so they can carry a little more weight. But if you look at the rim, rim, yeah, you should go a heavier rim if you're going to heavier tire. But then no. Yep. I appreciate yep. you asking the question. That was very good. <laughs> well, thanks for bringing it up and invoking the question. Not a problem, buddy. You have yourself a great day and drive safe. That's what we're here for. You too. Bicycle. All right, we got we got three more questions. Three more. I saw I them; they popped up. They didn't want so. me singing. Georgia four seven nine. Georgia four seven nine. Yeah. Um, four seven nine. Four seven nine. Ray Charles, you are not Manitoba. Okay. Um, Minnesota. Okay. Hello, four seven nine. Hello, it's Arkansas. Hello, Arkansas, Arkansas. Southern boys. Yeah. Okay. Yes. What's up? Um, I. I run heavy on my front axle. My running weight's usually around. I've got a 13,200-pound axle with 16-ply steer tires. And my weight, when I go through the scales a lot of times, is around 14,000, 14,2. How come the, uh, they usually don't hassle me too much about that, the, 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 the weight scales? I have no idea how they even get qualified to wear the uniform. <laughs> So why they hassle some people and don't hassle other people is out of my jurisdiction completely. Um, I would think that if they are smart enough to look at the side of the tire, and that's the only place they'll look. They don't look in the doorpost anymore because they know axles can be changed. What the DOT guys have told me is they look at the tire. Tire says it can carry whatever the load is, 6,600, or if you've got a tire that says 7,000 pounds, Per tire, that means as far as they're concerned, the axle can carry 14,000 pounds. Okay? Okay. Another question is, you mentioned on the steer tires that one of the steers will wear quicker than the other, and there's a two 30-seconds difference when you swap them. Was it the driver's side that wears faster than the passenger side? That depends on how the alignment is set up. The way we set up alignments, the left tire will wear faster than the right tire. But I've seen a lot of trucks coming out of alignment shops that wear the right front faster than left because they didn't set the alignment the way I do. This one was done by Chad. Oh, then his left front tire should wear faster than the right front. And in 60 to 70,000 miles, I would expect the left front to be one to two thirty seconds more worn than the right front. And it's time to rotate. And you say that I should um, run on these 16 ply tires, I should run 130, 130 pounds. Correct, but make sure you got 130 rims first. Yes, there are one. The the rims say 130. That's what you should be running. Now on the rear, I know you just addressed this, but on the rear I have the Michelin, you know, low rolling resistance super singles on aluminum rims right. that are also stamped 130. Uh, what tire pressure again should I run? I hear different ranges. Uh, well, usually what, I'm running. I, I run fairly light back there, to be honest. I'm I'm around 9,700 pounds empty on a tandem, so I've got, you know, and, and I typically only carry about a thousand to five thousand pound load. Boy, you could you could be running 90 to 100 pounds and probably be plenty of air. Yeah. Um, I would have to get the load chart, load and inflation chart. I got mine off of the Michelin website. I just downloaded it onto my computer. And you can look up all of that stuff right on your computer then and see, I've got this tire, I've got this much weight, this is the recommended minimum inflation, and then I would add 10 pounds to that. 
At least, but it's also a sort of a you, every tire wears differently, and you just what you're really looking for is the best tire mileage or the best fuel mileage possible. Right, and you're going to need uh, more air for better tire or better fuel mileage. Yeah, but if you so, go too high with the wide base tires, yeah. you can push the center of the tire up too high. And then you get shoulder wear. Right. So, so it's a it's a sort of a, a game. Of yeah, trying it's a to game find... to figure out where you're at. Right. So, do you think 120 uh, on those super singles is too high? Well, I've got guys that are running 125 and 130 in the super singles, and they're getting great wear. Now, I don't sit down and discuss with them how much load they're carrying. They just tell me that they're running super singles that they were in this kind of pressure, and they're getting great tire life. Do you think the tire liner product that? Uh, the only way to get the Carolina is to call them and have them ship it to you, correct? Yeah, unless you can find a dealer. There aren't a whole lot of dealers around that are handling it, but yeah. It works really well in those super singles, does it not? It, it not only it balances, does it make the does it cool the tire also and make it run cooler? It does cool the tire. It does balance the tire. It does plug leaks. Now, I'm, I'm going to tell you this now because I just heard about it this week. I hadn't heard about this before, but there is a customer who, if you want to buy a tire liner, he's got barrels of it sitting in his garage. He'd be glad to sell you because they ran into a problem with it. This was a fellow who runs into a lot of off-road and gets a lot of punctures, and they were getting lots of flats. And so they bought the tire liner because they figured this is going to solve their flat problem, and it did. But the difficulty they ran into with the tire line and when they got a lot of flats was that the plug occurred at the tread end of the hole that went into the tire. So the tire liner was congealing there. Right. That means that there was liquid coming up into the belts of the tire, but it didn't turn into a solid until it was above the belts. Do you understand what I'm saying? I'm trying. Can you fix can, can you imagine you get you get a a, a a a puncture in your skin, the scab forms on top of the skin, not down inside, right? Yeah, where it meets the eye. Well, that's the way the tire liner seals the tire. It seals up at the top. And what they said happened was that the liquid tire liner would come up into the puncture and then migrate out through the belting of the tire and cause sidewall blowouts. So it was still centrifugally pushed toward the tread of the tire into where the hole was. But now instead of stop, instead of stopping or congealing, it was actually spreading into the tread. Right. Now this is the only negative I've ever heard about this product. I've, I've had several people who've tried it and liked it, but this particular customer we called and asked about it. He said he tried them and he said they wound up having to take it out all of his tires. If anybody wants to buy them, he's got barrels of this stuff. He'd be glad to sell them. And as far as tire line is concerned, they have said, as far as we know, uh, that they don't have that problem. Yeah, Carolina so, says they've never heard of this problem from anybody else. Okay. So anyway. All right. All right, thank you. So if you, Not a problem. Yep. If you want to know who that guy is, call us at the office. We'll give you his phone number. You can call him up maybe buy it direct. Yeah, I don't have it here. Right. Okay, sounds good. You have All a good right. day. Thanks for calling. Bye. Okay. Uh, we got two more. We got, we got two fifteen more? seconds to do it. Uh, we'll talk fast. Is What's it? Four one nine. Four one nine. Four nineteen. Yeah. Texas. Okay. Sure. Hello there. Yes, sir. How are you doing? Good. I is actually Ohio. Anyhow, uh, my question: when you said something about 
the super singles, you lose about 25% of the wear. I was curious how that is or why that is. Well, earlier you when you look, talked about. Yeah. If you look at the amount of rubber that's touching the road, the footprint under a super single tire, it is 25% okay. of the road than a pair of duels. Well, that means if the same horsepower is passing down through that footprint, you're going to get more slippage on a wide base tire, and it's going to wear faster on your drive axles than the duels will. Right. So like your brakes have to have to stop these tires, and they're stopping it on 25% less rubber. So you're you're losing 25% more rubber on a. Hmm. Does that make sense? Now okay. on a trailer tire, normally don't bother. The drive tires where we see this accelerated wear rate. Right. Okay. So it's because of the footprint would be the yeah. issue, basically. The size of the footprint and the amount of horsepower going down through it. Yep. Okay. All right. Thank you, sir. I appreciate it. You betcha. All right. Bye-bye. One more call. Let's One, see what he's got. 618. 618. Yes. 618. He was, this last guy was Ohio. Yes. But he was in 570. No, no. There's only one area code per state, isn't there? Okay. Sure. Okay, 618. 618. Texas. Hello, Texas. Are you Hello? there? He's there. Hey. What state are you from? Uh, actually, Illinois. Illinois. I should have known that yep. one. All <laughs> right. What's up, buddy? Um, what am I? I have a uh, tire pressure monitoring system, and Good. the right side is always hotter than the left side. That's interesting. Now, yes. is it the inside tire is hotter than the outside tire in the duels, or is the outside tire None. hotter than the inside this tire? Actually, no, steer, steer axle. I want a steer axle. Steer. And, and mm-hmm. how much hotter? Are you talking 5, 10 pounds? No, um, as far as degrees, about maybe yeah. anywhere from 9 to about maybe 20 degrees hotter. Okay. Okay, and what inflation are you running in your steer axle? Um, He's got to know that answer. One ten. Okay. Mm-hmm. It, it's always been my. <laughs> good. Good, my belief has always been that the right front tire is carrying more weight than the left front in a normal truck <laughs> because of the crown of the road, and if it's carrying okay. more weight, it should be generating more heat than the left front tire. Gotcha. Okay? Now, yeah. I assume that you're a line haul operation and you're not somebody who's stepping on the brakes and turning all the time. Correct. Okay. And that means that the brakes aren't really a factor, the cornering's not really a factor. The only thing that could be a factor is the amount of weight and how much the sidewall is flexing because that's where the heat comes from. So mm-hmm. I would like to see you run to 120 and let's see what happens to the temperatures then. Now, gotcha. having said that, what brand power pressure monitor do you have? Uh, TST. Okay, fine. I've been asked several times, do the inside dual tires run at a higher temperature than the outside dual tires? Can you give me any information on that? Um, well, actually, I've got crossover, so, so I, I couldn't really tell you. Because no. you've got one sensor back there for the pair of crossovers, right? Yes, correct. Just monitor that. All right, well, you can't give me information, but I appreciate the offer anyway. Okay. Not a problem. <laughs> Not a problem. Now, 
let me let me let me throw this out to you. Since the turbo is on that side, it's generating a lot of heat. Will that affect the uh, temperature it, as well? It shouldn't because it's too far away from it. It's got the frame and everything between it. I would be surprised if the turbo is affecting the temperature in the tire. Okay. All right. Just food for thought. Okay. Cool. Sure, sure is. And if you increase the pressure and it doesn't change anything, I'd be interested to know that. Well, I'll I'll let you know next time I call. Thank you very much. You have a great day. All right. All right. You do the same. Thank you. Bye bye. Bye bye. We got a, we got another we got another question. Yeah, we got another one. If we want to hang out, let's for, hang out. Let's hang out. Four zero. What? Five four zero. Five forty. Did we just? I think we just had that was those. Pennsylvania. I thought it was uh, maybe Connecticut or Connecticut. Let's try that. One of the. Hello there. Hello. Yes, sir. Where are you from? Virginia. Virginia. Okay. Okay. What's up, What's buddy? Up? Well, I, I don't have any answer. I mean, I have an answer for your question about the TNT. The inside side is always probably five five degrees hotter than the outside. Ah, the inside tire is five t- degrees five, five hotter degrees. than the yep. inside than the outside. Interesting. Very good. I appreciate that. That's yeah. good information. And uh, and uh, and the pressure, the, the pressure is same thing, same thing. Higher. Okay. Yes. Okay. Excellent. Thank you for calling in. I appreciate that. Thank You're you. welcome. Have a good evening. Bye bye. You too. Okay, we got two more people who want to say something. Let's hurry up and get to them. Let's get to them quick. Four oh nine. Four oh nine. Who cares? Let's, <laughs> let's, let's answer these questions we need quick. To hurry up. Hello right, there. Hello. Can I help you? Yeah. I, uh, well, for one thing, I really didn't want to hear you sing, but uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, I had a question on running uh, caps retreads on the uh on the drives do you have a chart or anything to say what kind of a uh resistance they have or uh do they even do such a test that test may be on that michelin website we don't do any of that stuff we're worried about why tires are wearing funny and why trucks handle funny um trying to get uh, tire life yeah but as far as rolling resistance i have no clue and that depends on which cap you put on and all and what kind of casing you started with and it just gets all kind Uh of complicated Okay. Well, one other question then is, uh, I had new springs put under the front end, and when they did that, my steer, uh, steering wheel, the crossbar went back to level, and yes. it's been running rather well. But now I'm noticing it's starting to turn to the right just a little bit, maybe two inches, and I noticed that the left steer, uh, I'm getting inside wear, and it's feathering. Okay. Uh, Okay. And is there a and chance does the truck or a few bolts have come loose? It's possible. Does the truck have a bit of a right pull? Actually, no. It seems to be running down the road straight. Okay. Then what I would do is I would take a tape measure, like I told the guy earlier today, and measure from where the U bolt goes into the front axle, measure from there up to the front pin on the leaf spring, and compare the left and the right side lengths to see if they're the same. They should be the same within a sixteenth of an inch. If they're not square, thanks. Okay. The other thing that could be happening, as the springs settle in and sag, they don't keep the same arc, 
the angle of the drag link changes as the axle gets closer to the frame, and that changes the position of your steering wheel. Oh, okay. Could be one or the other or both. All righty? Okay. All right. I'll be shutting down this week, so I'll do that. I'll do that measurement. Thank you. All right. Who's the, who's the second? The last pick? one is 219. 219. Last one. 219. Yeah. That's a familiar number. Yeah. Indiana. Yeah, that's what I was thinking. Indiana. Let's Indiana. Indiana, you're right on. Yeah. Hi. We got one, right? <laughs> yeah. What's up? You're good. Um, trailer tires in a drive position, they say, can't handle the torque. Um, I believe that's probably true. But instantly, my mind wondered how the tire knows the difference between brake torque on the brakes and engine torque taking off because you can lock up a tire with your brakes at highway speed it's pretty hard to spin one with the accelerator i know taking off you, you torque's probably a longer amount of time but don't brakes put torque on the tire the other direction just as much if not more it's called braking horsepower and acceleration horsepower they're the same thing in both directions and a trailer tire so. will a trailer tire will run on a drive axle just fine, the same as the steer tire will run on a drive axle just fine. You just have less tread. So I don't okay. have any problem running drive a position or running a steer tire in a drive position. And somebody who tells you that it can't handle a torque is full of it. Yeah, because I wouldn't okay? think the tire would know the difference between the brakes and the accelerator. They're both torque. <laughs> so all righty, thank you very much. It's- you have a good day. You too. Bye. All right. All right. Somebody else popped up. I want to get Let's this. talk to him. 218. 218. 218. Texas. Texas. Okay, Texas. Uh, Texas. Other end of the country. Oh, northern part, Minnesota. Minnesota. Uh, yes. Just uh, what you were saying just kind of gave me a thought with all the TFT data that we're get, getting. Um, spring would warp a difference on the right side. Mm-hmm. You just said that, correct? I said that the tire will flex more on the right side okay. because it's carrying a little more weight. I thought you were Not also talking about the leaf spring. No, no, the leaf springs would be okay. Okay. Uh, I thought that might be resemblant of the same issue, so I'm carrying more weight. So that's what I was... Just want to look at it in the, the, the long haul. The, le- the right front leaf spring tends to sag out and fail before the left front after five, six, eight hundred thousand miles. That's common. Right. So that's but then what we ask them to do is... Another thing of your theory is of the right, uh, right side carrying more weight. That's my feeling, yeah. No facts okay. to back it up, just, that's just my gut feeling. Well, Just the theory. Current, yeah. The current of the road does lean to the right. Right. Yeah. Okay? All right. You have a good, have a good day. Right. Thanks for calling. Yeah. Well, okay. we've reached the end of another Rolling chapter in. of As the Stomach Churns, As the World Burns, and Your Hospital Can't Fix You. Right. That's what happens. That's what happens. We appreciate you folks listening. We'll be back next week to do another round of of 22. 22 insane information of no value to anybody at all, but we'll do it anyway. Yeah. We're going to make you listen. Drive safe, folks. We'll talk to you next week. All right. 
Thanks for joining us on Rolling Toe. If you like what you heard here, leave us a rating and review on iTunes or listen to our other shows at audioroad.letstruck.com. To get in touch with our tribe, call us at 855-800-FUEL. That's 855-800-3835. Thanks for joining us for the ride down the audio road. 